Welcome to a late night edition of the Warriors All 82 podcast. We are coming to you after a back to back um, nine day break. Warriors get back to basketball. They get a win over the Hawks, which, um, while Atlanta was shorthanded, no Trey Young, uh, not playing well at all, it was still impressive. And uh, the focus level it took number one. In fact, they blew a team out because they haven't been blowing anybody out. They've been living in crunch time this season. They lead the NBA with 31 crunch time games. Uh, and they saw that the next night against the Kings again. They've played all four of their games against the Kings have been crunch time this season, including they got a game-winning jumper from Clay early in the year, the meltdown in Sacramento, which included that Malik Monk banked floater, and then tonight. Um, you know, it's... He, I just think this is a bad loss from the fact that they just can't afford losses right now. They're nineteen and twenty-three, uh, and and uh, you know I don't know where you want to start, Marcus. Um, maybe it is in the final ten seconds, fourteen seconds, where Steph Curry and Steve Kerr both had a chance to call a timeout, didn't? They don't get a shot off. Um, but once again, they just you know the game they gave away a game they should have won. Giveaway is too strong. Like the Kings won that game, but. They just can't afford these losses right now. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad loss. Uh, they're going to lose games. They're not going to run the table. Uh, but, yeah, the timing of the loss is not good considering, you know, they're trying to get back into this playing race. But, <clears throat> I don't know, to me, it, it isn't this game that hurts you. It's the ones where you're up big. I mean, they, they – I mean, in reality, they lost to a better team, which – you know, makes a lot of sense. Like you don't like how it ended, but I mean, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, to me, favorites. yeah, to me, the 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 bigger issue is if when we watch these games and you look and you see, like, man, if they play like this, they're gonna win most games. But like, they just don't. To me, that like like the Memphis loss was just. Like that's a way worse loss. This one is like, look, man, you got a career game from from Barnes, good defense at the end. Like, like they can lose to Sacramento, you know. Like that's this is this ain't the same Sacramento from before. So it it's bad in the sense that they had a chance to win and they can't give up. Like if they got a chance to win, they need to win. But it it fits the narrative of this season. So it just feels like, <laughs> I mean. What I, I just didn't expect them to win this year. Yeah, I, even though it was close, I, I didn't expect. I was like, yeah, something's gonna happen, and Sacramento's gonna win. Yeah, so the I guess as- in that sense, I probably wasn't surprised. Yeah, the aspects of this game that I think you know remain concerning is it like starts on the defensive end. Obviously, forty first quarter points, one hundred thirty four total. Um, the small breakdowns that uh, you know Steve Kerr kind of mentioned in post game, but you know with you know he kind of talked about the modern, you know, where the modern NBA is at and like, you know, all the, the, the shooting that's out there, the way the game's officiated, like to survive at all defensively, you can't be making, you know, mental mistakes, back cuts, miss box outs, that type of stuff, or you'll just get overwhelmed because teams are going to score 120, even if you're like sharp defensively on some nights. Uh, Yeah. This team's personnel is uh, flawed. Draymond Green has helped and will continue to help, and he played 31 minutes tonight, and so, I mean, he's clearly ready to get back in the starting lineup, and I assume will Saturday. Um, but there's just the, the the detail stuff. I mean, 
how many times were they going into a timeout tonight? Kind of like you know, whoever had made the mistake was getting scolded by a couple of coaches and a couple of players, and they're you know, it's and it's an every game thing. But I can remember early third quarter, Sarich gets benched right away, you know, because you know he goes under and Barnes hits a three. Late in the third quarter, they had that bad one where. Um, you know, Kaminga, who's been excellent, and we'll talk about him, but, you know, he still kind of has his de- team defensive issues. He's sitting there guarding Barnes in the corner, and Barnes is the hottest player in the building. He has 32 points at this point. Um, and uh, the the Warriors decide to double De'Aaron Fox, and they they send Pajemski, who's guarding Kessler Edwards, who Kessler Edwards, like, Kessler lives. Edwards, who just stepped in the game, by the way. Just <laughs> By the way, just stepped in the game for the first time in, like, a month. Like, you know, there was Kings people I was with. They were like, whoa, Kessler Edwards. Like, forgot about him. Uh, and Jonathan Kaminga is basically assigned to guard both of Edwards and Barnes in the corner. And you can even see as it's happening, Draymond Green, who's trying to fix this defense, is is at the right block. He's guarding Trey Lyles in the corner, but he's telling Kaminga like, "Stay on Barnes." You know, Fox is going to have to pass it. He's going to pass it over to Edwards. Like, don't go to Edwards. And he bit. <laughs> yeah, and Fox passes it over to Edwards, and Kaminga just runs right up and closes out Edwards. And Edwards is like, "Sweet," makes the quick pass to Barnes. Barnes hits the corner three. Draymond tries to kind of, you know, get out to it. Barnes hits it, and then you could just see him slump on the bench as he watches it go. And you see all the coaches slumping. I just bring that up because it's like it's that stuff. It's late in the quarter. You give up those threes. You remember the one where Steph Curry? I'm trying to remember the team it was. I think it was Orlando. It, they just left Gary Harris in the corner at the end of a quarter after Steph had made an and one yep. three, and like the crowd's yep. feeling good and like everything's going well. Orlando. And then they're like, "Yep." And it was like, "Oh wait, Gary Harris is in the corner. Oh, I forgot about him." Um, it's just that stuff. It piles up. This seems like a bad defensive team, and th- and those are beyond just the personnel issues, which they have. Those are the reasons. I, I think some of it is uh, they still like have these principles that I don't know if they really apply anymore, and because they don't practice, you know, I guess they're not drilling on them. I just don't understand why they think the help and recover even works. Like it just it's not a good plan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not in today's NBA. Especially not good when you're playing a six three guard in Steph, a six four guard in Pajemski, and what is what is uh Corey Joseph? Like six feet? Five eleven. Give him six one. <laughs> six one. Like even if they do it right, don't worry. Chris Paul's th- returning soon. I think he's he's a bit. Yes, it's like even if you do it right, it doesn't matter. Like people are shooting over that. They're not. They're not effective. And if you're gonna play three guards, you might as well have them take away the three. And we we watch it. The, the part that's a little bit like I don't understand is we watch it, people do it to them. You know, when it's Steph, when it's Clay, like Clay was arguing with the ref, you know, felt like he got he got called for a foul that he didn't, you know, he didn't get fouled on. Come back down, curls off the screen, same play. Everybody knows the play. The other team knows the play. And he's got a guy chasing from behind. I think it was Herter. And he's taking that shot. But it's a, it's a, high distress shot 
Like, there's a guy coming. They're like, no, I'm going around the screen. I'm chasing you. And you're going to know I'm there. And it's going to affect the shot. Like, you just don't see the Warriors doing that. You see them going under screen. You see them digging in and help and jump out. Like, I, I know it's what's been working. I know it's what's worked over the years. To me, it just feels like they've got to, like, kind of reset the strategy. Even tonight, like, at the end of the game, Steve's like, you know, I trust these guys. I know it. And it's like, no. <laughs> Call a timeout. Like, understand. I mean, how many games have we watched them blow? How many games where it's like some like Wiggins doesn't switch right away this? against Oklahoma yeah, City? Yeah, okay. Draymond fouls, right? Like there's two. How about the one in Sacramento where guess who made the two worst plays that game? It was Steph Curry's throwing about, yeah. uh, a pick six, and yeah, Draymond bouncing it out of bounds. So so it's like call the like they need the timeout. You know, it's not 2016 no more. They need a timeout to figure it out. Like they they're like I mean. You know what Steph is doing? They know what Steph is doing. You come off the screen, and I know Draymond was wide open. I know you want to make that pass, but how many times has Steph made that pass and got the ball tipped on the pass? We know he's not trying to pass, and he's been on his turnover thing lately. He's trying to turn over. You notice his turnovers are down. So he's turning that corner, and then he has to pivot to see the pass or get around the guy so he can make the pass that way. It's not an easy pass. For a six three guy, you got De'Aaron Fox, who is a ball hawk, right? Like long arms, quick, great, def- great pass deflector, steals guy. Got to be careful around him. Steph knows all this. It's like maybe that's not what you need to run right there. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, so, how much do you fit- blame Steph? How much do you blame Steve? Because first of all, they 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 Steph said they both talked about it before both heard her free throws. They figured See, he was going to make them, but they said they're. They agreed not to take the timeout. Steph then later says with seven seconds left as he comes off the Kaminga dribble handoff and it's like super crowded that he should have taken one then. Kerr's over there next to the ref. I don't know if you've seen the replay where I was kind of watching him. As I was watched him, yeah. He was, was like, uh, t- 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 uh, it was like he time, was almost time, there. Like, he kept uh, flinching, uh, yeah. He kept flinching like, uh, should I? and then the ball was bouncing away and he was finally like, timeout. And the ref's like, I don't think I can give it to you then. Although, member of the Lakers game earlier this season, the in-season tournament game where the, something similar happened, the ball's like 15 feet away from LeBron, and they're calling yeah, time. Yeah, the ref no gave question, it yeah. to him. Yeah, I, I could use that, that tonight. Um, I, but I, I, I think I'm giving the I'm giving it to both of them. I, I blame. I mean, I'm gonna say I blame Steve Kerr more because he's the one who's got to have the the level head about it and Steph is kind of in the heat of the moment. It was chaotic. It was a mess. It was tense. Like I'm, a, I'm in my press seat. Like you need a timeout. You need a timeout. You need a timeout. It's Clay's dribbling up. There's nothing safe about that. I don't feel safe. So I, <laughs> I don't know how anybody on that bench does. They should, Draymond should have called a timeout just cause he know this is, this is chaos. And I don't think they drive well, but I, I, I know exactly the mindset Steve Kerr is talking about. There was a time where the Warriors were absolutely deadly in transition. What you wanted to get was Steph in transition. But nobody's giving Steph a clean look anymore. It is not happening. You know, like, it's just, it's just not. So, you got – I think they – he needs to – they need to err on the side of organization and, and like, not err on the side of if we don't get this perfect, it won't go well. Instead of we've done this a million times, it's going to work. I think they yeah, haven't shifted that like, gear yet. Not to get like existential on everything, but like, isn't that like 
than the fatal flaw of like this version of this team, which is like that isn't who Steve Kerr is as a coach. He's not an over manager. That isn't who Steph Curry is as a player. He's just like free flow and like let's get out and transition and like let's just create out here and you know I don't know. Steve Kerr is really good at ATOs. <laughs> I mean, he's not a bad ATO coach, but generally his. You know his he's more like laissez fair, like, you know, let these guys like that's just who they are in their nature, like trust these guys. And and like this is one very uh, microscopic version of this conversation that we've had in like a hundred different ways this season, right? With uh this team. I'm just I guess my bigger thing is like I don't it's not happening. You know what I mean? Like yes. it, it's not happening that way. They're not no. gonna suddenly become taunt like Steve Kerr's not going to turn into Tom Thibodeau, and the Warriors aren't going to turn into like a Tom Thibodeau type team. Yeah, I mean, I feel you. There is a middle ground, though. Like, it, I mean, it's thirty-one clutch games. It's not like eleven. It's thirty-one, right, right. and they're fifteen. What did you and think 16? of the Kerr point tonight when he was like mentioned? Like, it seemed like he was almost fighting back against the idea. No, that no, I actually, him away. I actually think I, I thought it was a great point, actually. Because the truth okay. is, the truth is, clutch games are kind of a toss-up, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and especially when the teams are about even. Like, I mean, we know if 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 they don't if if uh, Sacramento doesn't get that easy, you know, dunk from uh, Sabonis off an ATO, by the way. Like, there's a very real chance that uh, uh, De'Aaron Fox or Malik Monk hits a game winner. We've seen it. Like, that's. Like that's the game. Like other other teams have great players too, uh, or like Kevin Herter might miss the free throws. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of, like that's the nature of close games. You would think that the Warriors, because of their championship experience, would be better than you know a 500 team in clutch games, right? But I, I he so he's right in that sense. They're playing so many of them. Some are gonna go bad. But and I by the way, they've won some games. Like they've yeah, no, beat yeah, they Boston have. in overtime. Clay hit against the Kings early in the year. Remember, Clay hit a buzzer beater. Yeah, they've had their they've had their win. So I do get him. I, I thought that was a great point, and I didn't think of it until he said it. But he's right. Like when you play thirty, I mean, if you look, I saw somebody posted it the uh, on Twitter the clutch game like. All of the people, all of the teams with the most clutch games are all around five hundred, like because that's what happens when when a game is close in the NBA, like that, like stuff happens, man. That, that's how it is. But it feels like the Warriors should be in the mindset of so much stuff has gone wrong, we need to slow everything down. Like so, like in other words, he's like, all right, we don't want them to get a set defense. Why the hell are you worried about Sacramento's set defense? Well, you got to so, hurt 33 points on them. Can, like, <laughs> can I give you the counter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I literally asked Mike Brown, like, would you, like, would you prefer, I know it's not your choice, but would you prefer that an offensive team calls timeout in that situation so that you can set your defense? And, you know, I mean, he's Mike Brown, so he's like, yeah, I would. I would love to, like, have two minutes to tell Kevin Herter what I want to do or, or take Kevin Herter out of the game, right? Um, and various things. So, like, I think the defensive game planner in this scenario would have preferred Kerr called timeout, which we need to remember. But also, he credited Kevin Herter with, you know, he blitzed Steph. So, I guess 
I just feel like the Kings would, if they came out with their best defense, they have places to attack. Period. Like, who are they gonna put in? Kessler uh, Edwards. Donovan Mitchell. Kessler, like I would say, JTA, like, no. who, which by the way, he has used as a defensive sub lately. Yeah, yeah, and especially but, in the game. Yeah. But JTA is in the middle of, uh, like he he his first ten day contract expired, and they haven't signed him to a second, so, so he wasn't available tonight. I just feel like you it, like the advantage they get from a discombobulated defense is negated by their highly likelihood to be discombobulated on offense. I mean, just the way he he brought it up, like like when when Kaminga got the ball, wasn't there part of you like, hey, Kaminga, just take him. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it, which well, is kind of in my story. Remember, they went to Kaminga on the offensive possession prior, and it was kind of a weird play where the ball seemed to be slipping out of his hands. I think they credited Harrison Barnes with a block. But oh yeah, where he 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 thought he got fouled, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. To me, I just feel like that they're they're just like they're just a little bit too committed to the way they've always done things. And like I agree, it's in the little things. It's the it's the little things, right? Uh, it's like, and I I don't know, man. I feel like Steve Kerr can adjust. I I don't think he's incapable. We've watched him do very out of characteristic things all year trying to find it. So, but in those situations, I'm automatic. Like he's got. I, I think he needs to automatically call a timeout. You know, all like off the rip timeout, <laughs> like because it. It's it's a turnover. It's something, and they've their best. Like, have they, have you seen a situation this year where they hit the where they got the game with a bucket and it wasn't in a timeout? It wasn't out of a timeout. Um, I don't know. My memory's not there right now. Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's either. funny. I was looking tonight. They didn't call timeout against the Kings in Sacramento after the Monk. Uh, floater. Yeah. And Steph got a shot off, but it was a scrambled shot. They might not have had a call timeout. I just looked at the play by play and they didn't call a timeout. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they have that situation. Yeah. Uh, but here's the other element, too. We got to talk about this. They've definitely got to start like adjusting what they do to end the games to feature Kaminga. I mean, it's starting to be very clear. Like, he is a problem for opposing defenses inside, especially bad defenses, right? If you're playing against a, a vulnerable defense, Kamiga Kamiga can take advantage. Uh he's gonna make some mistakes, he's gonna miss some shots, but like he needs all of this kind of He's averaging these reps. He's averaging twenty six per game on fifty six percent or sixty five percent shooting the last five games. Um thirty one tonight. I mean, Mike Brown was again talking about a post game. They just really didn't have an answer for him. And like, yeah, I mean, he to me, he's. If, you know, you've been, we have been having these trade deadline conversations about like Steph finding a number two, and it is certainly way, way too early and ambitious to declare. Hey, you know, maybe this is you know, Kaminga can be it, but. But right now, to, like, where are you at on him being like just straight up now, like their number two score, like just you're the number two score on the team now. I think right now it makes a lot of sense because he's counter to what they do. 
right? I mean, have they had this before? Like a guy who's just like just gonna get in the paint and wreck shop. I mean, I mean like if you look at his number, you know, that's what Kevin he's doing. Durant was pretty good. No, I mean, but he was also a shooter. He could get the mid range. Yeah, right? I mean, he could he, just like, kind of do everything. I mean, I know he wasn't yeah, as, like powerful, but he kind of was. It's that's so what I mean. More like that's what I mean. More like. I'm about to live in the paint and destroy teams. Kevin Durant was just elite. He's just an elite player. Uh, but like, this is something they, they, they haven't had and featured in their offense where it's like, man, we got a guy now. So like, perfect example. Uh, they, 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 they get to him and they essentially replace him with Wiggins, and you know they get that flash screen cut across, and you get the ball to the post in a low block. And like, while you you kind of you know okay, Kaminga, you're an athlete. I don't know that that's the best thing for him. Like back to the basket, he can't see the help coming, and he's not that like I know where you know what I'm saying. You know, like all right, I'll see this guy coming, so I'm gonna dump it off. He ain't really passing out of that yet. It's like I don't know if the post is best for him. I know that's their pet play when they want to go ISO is to get somebody on the block. You know, they did it with Clay. They do it with Wiggins, right? That's what they do when they want to go one-on-one. So, By the way, to, Harry B. did it to them tonight. And was yeah, he did. <laughs> he yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He was cooking. Yeah. Get, they put Clay we need on to get him. to that at some point, by the way. Yeah, it, was, it was just a hilarious subplot. Like, Harrison Barnes just destroyed just them tonight. But it's like, all right. How, if you're going to feature Kaminga in this offense, what's the best way to get him looks? Like, like it may not be the way you got Wiggins looks. It may not be the way you get Clay looks. And that's, to me, where I feel like that's where this team needs to grow. Start figuring out, like, how they're going to do things moving forward. And not just this year, next year, year after that. Because it's just very clear the way they won four championships is not the way they're going to win number five. It's probably going to have to be a little bit different. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, well, uh, one of the things that seems like it needs to change pretty immediately is the starting lineup. Uh, you know, he's he's gone with this Wiggins, Sarich, Looney front line left Kaminga on the bench, you know, it's that's this is five straight 20-point Kaminga games off the bench. He's playing him the correct amount. I mean, Jonathan Kaminga is getting a ton of minutes, a ton of shots at this point. That's pretty locked in. Um, but Draymond will, I presume, start the next game. Looney's, I believe, minus, um, minus 18 in 26 minutes the last two games. I think it's something like that. I mean, he's basically just getting, like, the tribute start, and then he's pulled from the rotation. I don't know, like, is it is it DNP time potentially for Looney? There's no Trace Jackson Davis tonight. Maybe you could sneak him in the rotation if there's no Looney. Or you just, you know, if Draymond Green can, can play 35-plus minutes, like, you could, you could really trim the rotation. Um, but, but, I mean, like, Draymond Green's plus-minus is through the roof. Kamingas has been really good lately. Uh, they it's it just seems unwise to just keep trotting out right now the starting lineup that you know particularly with Looney just 
is giving away, you know, eight point chunks at a time. I mean, Looney and, and Sarge, like, who's just just so attackable. And, like, he can, he can negate some of it if his shot is going like it was tonight. But, I mean, you're giving up 40. Like, it's happening. <laughs> that They're doing it. Uh, I do feel like the day is coming. I don't know if it's a DMP, though. Uh, I do think there are spots and times you can use you can use Looney. And, you know, Steve's going to find a way. You know, Steve's going to find a way to put Looney in the game. So, and also, I, I do think, I do feel like this is kind of Loon's story where he's in a rotation and then he's out and then he sits a while and he reminds you why he was in. And, like, you know, like it's kind of part of it. So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, he's out of rotation and then come March, you know, he's in the like, playing game. He just has a 20, yeah, 22 you know rebound like, yeah. night. I can I can one thousand percent see it. I just I do think that star lineup just will not work. Sarge and Looney minus fifteen tonight. Both so so you just can't. Play let's just together. assume Draymond's back in it because there's absolutely no reason for him not to be back in it at this point. Who do you think he replaces? Looney. So so tonight when it wasn't going well at, to open the third quarter, he went to Draymond for Sarge and went back yeah. to his old traditional lineup with Steph Clay Wiggins, Draymond, uh, Looney. Well, now that I think about it, with Anthony Davis, he's, it's probably going to be Sarge. So, I, I, I don't think he wants Draymond. What do you minutes. think about the idea? He closed with it tonight, and they're testing him more, and I think this is, and Nate, you know, Nate Duncan, I will credit, has been saying this all year, but they're, and this is even going back to when Kaminga was getting you know, near DNPs. I mean, which remember that? Remember the Portland oh, game yeah. where he was in the rotation? Oh yeah. Woo, man, that feels like a while ago. Um, but even going back to then, Nate has been saying that their best, highest upside lineup for this team as a playoff team will be Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Kaminga, Draymond. And he's he closed with it tonight. It seems like they're tilting that way. It does suddenly seem like Kaminga and Wiggins can play together a lot more when Draymond is out there with them. Um, what do you think about? First of all, what do you think about the idea that look, that's just their highest upside lineup? They got. I think that's the lineup. I think that's the lineup. Do you just start it then? Do you just say, you know what, you just start it every game? Like this is the starting lineup. This is the closing lineup. I mean, the question is Draymond because I do think. You do what, have to what, worry like, about tiring out Draymond. I mean, he's, a, I, I do, he's not like he's, he's going to yeah, log us, you know. No, but I'm saying like, I know, but it's like, all right, if he just go, you do that 20 games straight and he's guarding centers every time and it's AD and, you know, like, I mean, look. I know what you're saying, you but know, would he, you, wouldn't the argument yeah. just be like, it's not really time to worry about that. Like, you kind of need to go like, I, and, but the, the reason the, the reason I'm for it, the reason I'm for it, is because I do think one of the problem with end of game scenarios is the lineup at the end of the game haven't hasn't played together much. Yeah. So I, I say start if you're gonna close with it, start with it, just so they can develop some chemistry. Like you know, like I I, I do believe the best clutch teams know what they want to do and. Like the Warriors spent what ten seconds trying to get to what they wanted to do, and I don't even know if they knew they wanted to do it, but it was just the thing that was available. 
So, yeah, I, I just feel like they got to let let those guys get time on the court together. But, yeah, I mean, I figure if you go – if you got 20 games and you need to go 15-5, to five, yeah, ride it out. See what it do. And if Draymond tires out, like, that's just kind of the price you pay, right? Like, that's that's yeah, the price you, you pay. Like, I mean, at least do it until the trade deadline, right? Like, so you can see. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit like the argument of, like, oh, Steph should get some rest nights. Well, like, you know, you can't just throw away games. So uh, you kind of just got to maximize every moment at this point. Uh, and then, you know, you're going to have Chris Paul potentially get back in the mix at some point. They like Pajemski in that lineup instead of Clay. It was, was a lineup that they had used, you know, which is the next. Let's not go down to Chris Paul, the Chris Paul road with this because then it's going to be like, all right, what if that lineup is cooking? Well, you know, I would also like to see what this team exactly looks like after the deadline. Um are you writing a Kaminga story tonight? Yes. That we should I'm writing about Kaminga. I'm writing about, uh, like, and all this struggle and, you know, like, Kaminga's kind of the bright spot of the season. Uh, like, he's looking like they hoped he would look. But, and the important part is, it's been rough. He's had to have a lot of patience. It's been fits and starts. You know, they probably haven't done the best by him in that sense for his career. Uh, yeah, but, I think that's a but, fair way to put it. <laughs> but the end result might actually be better for it, you know. Uh, the one thing, I was like, thinking about it tonight. He made, like, this really nice extra pass to Corey Joseph. Uh, yeah. And it was like, man, that's like, like, he's making a lot of these smart little plays, particularly offensively. I still think he's got a ways to go as a team defender. Uh, but offensively, that you're like, you know, I do wonder. I think they're like maybe his career would be at a at a better place, or certainly a potentially more lucrative place if he was in a rebuilding situation and playing 30 minutes a night from day one. But also, I do think he's making winning smaller plays that you're like, yeah, I'm not sure you ever would have gotten there if he was just. That's like, that's getting, basically my point. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like. Like, it was a hard road. Like you said, it's probably not the most popular one. And you know what? Maybe not everybody could have done this, right? You know, a lot of players could have lost heart and confidence, and, you know. And it they they looked like for a moment he was like, hey, man, I'm done with this. But if he takes all that wisdom he got from Andre Iguodala and Draymond Green and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Kevon Looney and adds it to all that talent, so now he's getting to blossom as – like the kind of frontline player his talent suggests. And he's got like this kind of championship pedigree beneath him. It may take it to a level he probably, you know, maybe he wouldn't have reached. I don't know. I don't want to act like the Warriors are the only team in the league with championship pedigree, which I think sometimes they act like, like he he could have been on another team and got some good, you know, training and all that. But, you know, there's a, there's a silver lining to the struggle that he's had all this time. Is basically what I'm trying to say. Like he looks like all right. If you walk out of the season with Jonathan Kaminga proving he is ready to take on more, like that's one of our subscribers. This is this is right this is right up your alley because uh, you know what you're doing on Sundays these days. One of our subscribers says he's taking the Brandon Ayuk route. Would you? Uh, yeah, yeah, perfect. That's the perfect one. Like Perfect. It. Oh man, baby. Hey, can I steal that? Who is that? Check the chat. Who is that? 
let me see. Uh, can all see? Can I borrow that? Can I put that Brandon IU cloud in there in my story? That's crazy. <laughs> Demand some credit. Canal. I know, right? But, uh, Demand some credit. Yeah. Uh, anything else on this uh, this team? Lakers Saturday, ABC, Sixers Tuesday, TNT. Then, uh, you know, a road trip, which seems like it would be coming at a bad time, but, you know, the road trips is Memphis, Atlanta, Brooklyn to start it, uh, which is, I mean, those are, you know, I mean, I, nothing is an easy win for the Warriors. They just got yeah, but we saw them last Memphis. time in Memphis, yeah. For sure. And Memphis is beat somebody else, too, without anybody. Miami. They beat Miami. Miami, yeah, 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 like, Miami's having a rough time themselves right now, but, uh, it's just, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, these next If they days, find a way to play like this, more they'll win more nights than not. If they find a way to play like this. I, Probably by the way, they you, won't play like this. You got a nod to use the IU uh, line, by the way, in your story. So, congrats. Um, and, yeah, I think Saturday's big. You know, particularly where the Lakers are in the standings. I mean, this is might be their biggest rival down there, like the 9-10. Uh, yeah, so. Lakers, Utah. Hey, this was big for Sacramento, who's trending. Yeah, who was trending yeah. downward. So and big starting a seven-game road trip right now. So that it yeah. was it was actually was a really big win, and they were satisfied on the uh, other side of the arena tonight. I mean, they had, you know you had the As Netflix. They been. You had the Netflix cameras following around. Uh, you know Sabonis, Mike Brown's bringing Sabonis's wife into the press conference and asking Sabonis questions. And, uh, everybody's just giggling over there. So it was a big win. Big win for the Kings. Even though I think I think neither one of these teams wants. I don't know. I feel like the Warriors would mind seeing Sacramento get in the playoffs. If you just told the Warriors that they were in the playoffs at this point, I think they would. Take yeah, right. I just that's why I grinned. I'm like, no, I think they take. They, they clearly be the underdog. So I'm like, I think they'd take that. Uh, that, I mean, there's just at this point, they probably just take like. They take Denver, huh? Yeah. Well, for, they'd play just they would take the ability to play a one game playoff to get to Denver. Facts. So, I don't know. But we'll see. Alright, uh I will uh talk to you probably Saturday night. I mean it's a big game. I don't know. Are you going or are you waiting for the you gotta rest up for the NFC title game on? You know, I might I might I, I don't know, I'll play it by ear. Let's see how I feel. The, you know, the day-night doubleheader. I'm a little old for that these days. You know what I'm saying? What time is the Niner game? Or night-day doubleheader. Let me see what time that is. I think it's 3.30. All right, so it's the second game of those title games. That gives you some time. Maybe that's 3.30 Eastern. That's what I need to check. All right, well, either way, maybe Yovan will be up here, and I can just boot y'all and have Yovan do the post-game podcast. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's 3.30, but it's the, it's the first game. All right, all right, all right. Well, we got your prediction on Eric. No, no. Yeah, you're right, for, second game. The the noon game is Ravens-Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, prediction for Warriors-Lakers or for... No, uh, for... Come on. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Ravens-Lions. Just for you. Wow. Right? Why do you go, Chief, go Chiefs-Lions? Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, All right, Peely's pod. We're gonna what, pod. What, what's yours? We were what's yours? Uh, 
Niners, Niners Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, I figured you were going to go Niners Chiefs. Right. I, I, wa- I want Lamar to go, but I'm just I'm done doubting. I'm, 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 you got to beat you got to beat Mahomes for me to. I think they're going to beat Mahomes. I actually kind of do too, but then Mahomes is a scary dude, man. That dude is scary, bro. The offensive coordinator for the Ravens. Like, that covered. defense is elite too, though. That defense is elite. The offensive coordinator who came in and like you know changed up this year, Todd Monken. Uh, I covered him in uh, Oklahoma State. He was the offensive coordinator when I was there. Hilarious individual. Uh, so I always kind of root for. Him. I kind of think the Ravens are like about to romp their way to the Super Bowl championship, but I mean they've done it to this point. They've blown out every they blew Everybody. out the Lions, they blew out the Niners, by the way, this season. They've, and they certainly blew the Dolphins out, I remember that. Yes they uh, did. Is that I wonder how many people have just logged off now that we're we're waiting. I know, right? I know, right? That's funny, my bad. Our bad, our fault. We're out. Yeah. Alright, we are out and we will talk to you at some point uh soon.